Welcome to Between a Talk and a Hard Place, a podcast for women bringing you down-to-earth conversations about the realities of our real-life experiences. I'm your host, Lisette McKenzie, author, life and mindset transformation coach, and self-concept connoisseur. And together with my girls, Alicia and Natira, we'll be discussing everything from situations to situationships and the challenges women face every day as we navigate this thing called life. Welcome back to another episode of Between a Talk and a Hard Place. Today, me and Alicia are tackling a topic that a lot of people are dealing with. But before we get into that, Alicia, how are you? I'm, I'm pretty well, all things considering. Good, 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 good. So it's the most wonderful time of the year for some of us. But for others, it can be the most difficult time of the year. The holidays are supposed to be a time of family, friends, and festivities. Homes and hearts are supposed to be overwhelmed with warmth and happiness as you gather together to carry on the tradition of making memories. But what happens when that timeline breaks, when the people you love the most are no longer here to take part in the celebrations? What happens when grief shows up to the happy place? right? So today we want to talk about coping with grief during the holidays after the loss of a loved one. And we want to share a few self-care tips that you should definitely utilize as you navigate through the upcoming days. Um, we all, we'll, we'll all lose someone at some point in our lives. But Alicia, for you, this is something that's really fresh because you and your mom lost your dad earlier this year. Right. So what has this new life because I'm, I'm everything is it's just looking at life through I'm assuming looking at life through a new lens um without your dad how has that been so far on so far for me honestly it hasn't been like super hard mm-hmm. but I think also this year has been good for me because I'm able to kind of grieve and process on my own terms more so than if it was a regular year mm-hmm. because I feel like there are some days where I can feel myself thinking of my dad and getting down mm-hmm. but instead of you know if I was at the office and feeling kind of off and someone would try and talk to me I can just do whatever I need to do being at home it trying to cope because I think for me what helps is just going with whatever feeling I'm feeling at that moment and just recognizing that I'm experiencing that emotion and not faulting myself for it but also not not trying to stay there so I think that's been helpful and also my mom and I we just have moments where we'll be talking about something and one of us will think of my dad and we'll share a memory. Or sometimes I might reach out to one of my dad's friends. They've been, who've been uh, very good about keeping in contact with us and we'll talk about my dad. So Mm -hmm. I feel like that's helped, but I also recognize like the way that I'm grieving is not necessarily for everyone. I know some people they definitely are, you know, more inclined to go to therapy or more mm-hmm. inclined to take another route. But I think 
it's just a matter of finding what works. And so far, that's what's worked for me. Right. And, and uh, because I, I think not having to look other people in the face from a work perspective, when you're dealing or when you're grieving and you don't have to deal with the, oh, how are you? Are you okay? I know for me, when I was, you know, when I lost a loved one and to have to go to work and everybody was like, oh my God, I'm sorry. Oh, and and it's like, they want to hold this conversation that I don't want to have. So being at home, I don't have to worry about those conversations. I can control the flow of a telephone call. Um, I can choose not to answer that telephone call, but I don't have to look you in your face and pretend that I that I care that you're offering me some sort of compassion because usually in that, in, in that time, in that moment, you don't really care about that. You're, right. you're so wrapped up in your own emotions that you really don't, you need, you might need it, but you really don't want um, other people right. in your space. Right. And we, we should know that we're both introverts. So yeah. <laughs> That's another thing. Yes. Please go bye-bye. <laughs> right. Yes, absolutely. So in general terms, I don't always want to talk to someone if it's a regular day, but especially yes. sometimes I just feel like, okay, I just need a moment to breathe or just to get through this emotion like mm-hmm. you were saying, and not have to look at someone and be like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Or like figure out, do I need to just go to the bathroom and sit in the stall? Exactly, exactly. Um, and to follow up on what you said, um, one of the tips that I had for someone who's dealing with grief, one of the self-care tips is to be aware of your feelings. Right. Um, and you have mentioned that. And um, when you understand um, how you feel when you can identify the feelings that you're having, it can make it easier for you to communicate with the people around you or choose your settings um, where it doesn't feel like you're being overwhelmed and bombarded uh, mm-hmm. with people who want to show you support, but support that you're not really ready to accept in that moment. Right. And that's another thing. Um, When you lose a loved one, depending on the depth and breadth of your relationship, if you have the option of taking time off work, that helps. Now, Mm -hmm. for me, I took off about 10 days, which is really just like a work week. Because my dad passed on a Friday. I was out the whole next week and then... I came back the week after, but I'll, I have a coworker who just lost her husband last month. And she, it was like, I think it was two weeks before Thanksgiving. She just came back virtually toward mm-hmm. this week. So it depends, but I also recommend if you have that time to take off, just to take off and do whatever you need to do, not necessarily time to plan service or time to deal with you know visits from people just but but just time just to kind of reflect and do do the work that you need to do before you try and come back to work because I do recognize some people try to push themselves to come back and they're not ready Mm -hmm. and that that can be something that's more harmful than helpful right absolutely 
Um, and then with this time of the year, you know, with the holidays and just right. being used to having that person with you, or even just, even if you're not in the same space, being a phone call away. So right. when, when you lose someone and, and this time of the year comes, comes, comes around, it's a different type of, of feeling. It, it kind of mag, the holidays kind of magnify the weight of that loss and it deepens the sadness and the loneliness. And right. some people might try to avoid those feelings. They, act, they might act like they're not bothered or um, they're not hurt or they try to force themselves to forget as a mm-hmm. way of dealing with the pain of it all. That's like their way of grieving, which is right. not a healthy way to grieve. No, no. I would say you have to be cognizant of what what's actually going on, but mm-hmm. you also shouldn't feel like you need to forget everything. Right. I think another thing that makes this time of year hard, aside from the holidays, the winter months, there's a lot mm-hmm. less and a lot of people are prone to seasonal affective disorder. Mm-hmm. And I think in some cases that can compound itself with grief. Okay. And if you feel yourself struggling with that, I would definitely recommend either talking to your therapist if you have one or talking to your primary care physician and seeing what can be done. Because even though we are saying, you know, be aware of your feelings, we're not saying, you know, you, you need to be miserable. Absolutely. And that's one of my other tips to ask for help, ask for support, seek the support that you need to get through um, the time, get through the, the, the feelings and the emotions that you're experiencing uh, instead right. of sitting there and letting it eat you alive. Yes. Um, and I think it's important to remember that even though grief is pain, grief is also love. So instead of running from the pain, you can carry the love that you have. You can honor the person. You can talk about their best and most memorable moments. You don't have to run from the fact that they're no longer there. Run from the feeling that you have yeah. that they're no longer there. And no one can tell you when, when, you, when your pain is going to stop. Pain, that, a pain like that probably never goes away. You just kind of learn as time goes on how to deal with it, how to cope with it. So no one, no one can ever tell you how you should feel. And I've, I kind of hear that a lot from people. You know, they say, oh, well, you know, it's been a long time now. It shouldn't be as bad. No, that, that annoys the hell out of me. No one can tell you how you should feel ever. Right. Uh, but to help you manage it instead of harboring that pain, try to combat it with the love that you have, with the experiences that you, that you had with that person. Remember them in the happier moments instead of li- setting, setting yourself in the, f- the pain of it all. Right. Right. Yeah. And I agree with what you're saying. Like no one, can tell you how to feel. And it doesn't matter the type of loss you're, you've endured, whether it's a spouse, a parent, a friend, a, a, a mm-hmm. cousin, a distant family member. If you love that person and they matter to you, you have a right to feel whatever you're feeling for as long as you need to. Absolutely. Um, 
because before my dad passed, I would say the most significant loss in my life was my grandmother, and she's been gone about 19 years. Um, but there were times, and especially in those earlier years after she had passed that, it felt fresh. Mm-hmm. But I think our family did pretty well in terms of remembering, you know, the good times we shared with her and just mm-hmm. kind of sharing those laughs. Right. And, you know, at a certain point when I think of my grandmother, I, I, I don't, I'm not sad anymore. I just smile because I remember that impact she had. And Absolutely. I feel like now with my dad, I know this year will be hard. It's the first year of us having the holidays without him, but I didn't realize at a certain point I'm willing to smile more than I feel like I'm ready to cry. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And how, so with Thanksgiving, um, that was the most recent holiday that passed. How did that work for you and your mom? Uh, We weren't able to be together because I wasn't feeling well. Mm -hmm. And this situation, obviously, it didn't work out the way we wanted it to. Mm -hmm. We did get to talk and we we did get to share things. Um, And... I think for both of us, we, we felt okay. Right. I don't think we, we both felt great, obviously, because we couldn't be together. Right. But we felt okay, all things considered, you know, that we were able to kind of just hear each other's voice and just share those moments. Because even if you've lost one loved one, I, I also think you can't forget those loved ones that are still here with you. Absolutely. Of the person you've lost. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so with Christmas, was Christmas a time of the year that um, you really engaged? Like, was that a holiday that you, you and your dad and your mom celebrated, or was it really, really just laid back? Um, I, I guess it's, it's interesting because it's kind of both. So when okay. I was growing up, my parents would like fully decorate for Christmas. So mm-hmm. my dad and I would actually go and pick a fresh tree, set it okay. up and and decorate it. That like that was our thing that we did together. And mm-hmm. then my mom would pass us the ornaments and we put the ornaments up. But as far as like gift giving and things of that nature, we just got each other what we what we, what we uh, wanted. Right. And you know, we spent the day together and things like that. But it wasn't like a extravagance. But I think for me, Christmas mostly with my dad is just seeing the look on his face when I give him his gift okay. or uh, him seeing my face when he give me my gift and just kind of sharing laughs. Because mm-hmm. my dad was always the one who would want to guess what what someone got him before he even opened it. Like, <laughs> under the tree and start singing. It's like, I know what this is. It's You really can't. But I think overall, all those memories right now, they just bring a smile to my face because that's, that's the essence of who my dad was. He's just, no matter what was going on, he always had a way of making you laugh. He always had a way of looking at the bright side of things. Mm-hmm. And I think if he were here now, I think he'd just find a way to make us laugh and 
enjoy those moments that we would have together. So I definitely think while Christmas will be a bit harder this year, I, I, I definitely think I'm going to sit there and probably shake a gift and be like, I know what this is to my mom. <laughs> Do you think you allowed yourself enough time to grieve? Um, I think so. I, I think, honestly, I think uh, grieving is, for my dad is going to probably be a lifelong process. And mm-hmm. I would say at this point, I know he's gone, but I, I, I smile more than I cry. Mm-hmm. Because I, I feel like even though he's gone, I feel like our connection is still there. Not that I'm a particularly, like, you know, superstitious person mm-hmm. or even the paranormal, but past couple weeks I've had dreams about my dad. And mm-hmm. I feel like in some way that's kind of his way of reaching out to me saying he's okay. Right. And he, you know, he didn't forget me and, I, and he still loves me. I know that sounds strange to some people, but. No, not at all. Not to me. I believe it. I, I feel like that's a way of saying, you know, I, you know, I, I won't, I won't ever stop loving you. And I, you know, I still, I obviously we can't be together, but you know, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm still here to make you laugh. Cause I had a dream the other night. I won't go into details cause it's so wacky, but <laughs> I with the smile because what happened is definitely something that my dad would have done, but <laughs> I feel like in our own way, even beyond the, the the circumstances we're in, I think my dad is still with me. And mm-hmm. while like while there are times I do get sad, like I said, I laugh more than I cry. Right. right. So, yeah. Absolutely. And so I had um, I was researching um, some self care tips. Um, right. Because you don't really, when you think about someone's someone's death, when you think about losing someone, you don't really equate that to how it can affect you in the terms of your self-care. So right. one of the tips that I saw, which um, I've already mentioned, was to be aware of your feelings. Um, the mm-hmm. other one was to ask for help. So the other two that I saw um, was being okay with saying no. And that stood out to me because in an effort to make you feel better, people will probably try to get you involved in things and group activities. Um, They probably want to come to your home and you don't want to make them feel bad. You don't want to, well, some people don't want to make other people feel bad (laughs) because I I mean, I could say, uh, no, no, no. Um, (laughs) But it's really important that you do utilize the word no, because you do need that time to yourself. Now it does become a problem when you no longer socialize, when your grief causes you to become a hermit, then it it is, it's a problem. It's no longer healthy, but Mm -hmm. it is okay for you to say no and to spend time alone doing things that, you need to do for yourself, even if it's just cry, even if it's just watch a movie that um, you and your dad used to watch. Um, If it's even if it's just cooking something that you know, your dad used to like, those things are normal, and it's perfectly okay. And it should 
happen. Um, But if, and this is to you and to anyone else, if you ever notice where you are barely seeing the light of day, then there is an issue and you need to, to skip it all and seek help. You, need, yeah. you may need yeah. to see a therapist. And right. seeing a therapist, there's nothing wrong with it. No. So no. have yeah. you, for you, have you thought that maybe you would need to see one or have you seen one? I have not since I got passed. Um, because when it happened, like I did reach out to a friend for recommendations and I considered it. But obviously by the time I was thinking about it, COVID happened. Right. So. Exactly, yeah. And there's so, just so much going on. Yeah, so in a way that was a distraction. But I feel like I'm at the point where I'm, I'm okay with daily life. Like I don't feel like I'm closed off. Because mm-hmm. at this point, socializing, you really have to be careful with COVID. Absolutely, right. Well, I know COVID's going on, but I want to go to this 50-person wedding. Like, no. <laughs> but but right. if your friends are inviting you to, like, a Zoom happy hour mm-hmm. or like, something like that, by all means, do take the time for that. But, yeah. Absolutely. Right now, like no one's gonna fault you for saying no because in some cases it's a matter of life and death. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so and the last tip, the last self-care tip that I saw um was just to take care of yourself. If if before you the loss of a loved one, if you used to exercise, continue to do that. If you used to read, continue to do that. If you used to go and get your massages. Well, not during the time of COVID, obviously, but continue to do all the things that you used to do for yourself. Right. You know, that, that's spiritual hygiene, physical hygiene. Take care of all of that. Just because someone's life ended doesn't mean yours has ended. You still have to go on, and that means that you still have to keep up yourself. Yes, I agree. And that was one thing, well, right after my dad passed, I was doing that because I was still going to work and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think the thing is now with COVID, people are experiencing a different type of grief in terms yes. of being a pre-COVID lifestyle. Because mm-hmm. I have heard some people say, well, I'm not showering, I'm not wearing deodorant, mm-hmm. I'm in this. Like, that's not good. Right. Like, you need some type of routine because even though it might not seem important it affects you like how you feel about yourself physically definitely manifests itself mentally and even if it's a matter of just like putting on some fresh sweats Mm -hmm. that's something like it counts towards something, but don't just say, well, what does it matter? No, it matters. It does matter. <clears throat> and it, it might seem like it's very minor. It's minute, but right. it, it's, ref- you're refreshing yourself. Taking yeah. that shower, you know, you can sit there. You want to be just a little lump on the sofa. You can sit there, but just get up and go take a shower. Yeah. Wash away some of that stress, you know, the, the sweaty stress. Wash it away. You can go back to the sofa. The sofa's still going to be there. But just yeah. get up and just move. Do something for yourself and then go yeah. back. Exactly. 
I, I think a lot of people, it, and it's hard. It it definitely is hard. It requires you to push yourself, right. um, and it's hard. I I would never say I've I've lost people, um, and there were times where I just didn't want to open my eyes. Like I would just lay there. I didn't want to open the the blinds. I didn't want to see the sun. I didn't, but it's more depressing when you stay in that state yeah. than it is when you, it, it's easier to, to navigate your sadness and your pain when you let some sun in. Exactly. It helps. It really helps. Yeah. So. I agree. So I hope you and your mom, I hope this Christmas um, is not too painful. I hope you are able to replace some of the tears of, of hurt and loss with tears of laughter. You can still cry. Right. I, I am all for the crying, but just happy tears, just memories that will always be there. Exactly. So do you have any last words for the people? Um, I would say if you are grieving the loss of a loved one, know that you're not alone. Um, definitely seek help if you think it's necessary. Um, and also allow yourself just to experience whatever emotion you're feeling. But also, I think the best way you can honor a loved one is to keep going because um, your last tip was actually something my dad would tell me when we'd end our conversations. He would tell me to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. So if I didn't do that one thing, for me, it would feel like I'm not honoring the one the one thing he wanted from me the most. Absolutely. So keep that in mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just to recap um, on those tips, um, number one was to be aware of your feelings. Um, number two was to ask for help. Number three was to be okay with saying no. And number four was to take care of yourself. I do think that um, all of those things are important and then some. So if anyone anyone who's dealing with grief um if you want to share how you get through it how do you deal with grief during the hollow holiday season let us know in the between a talk and a hard place facebook 